Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Welcome to Hey, Jeff, a podcast about Big Brother and Survivor. And and now Tiger King. Now it's the Tiger King pod. <laughs> Roar. And hey, Joe. Hey, Joe Exotic. Joe, oh my gosh. So lots of stuff has happened in the world of popular culture. Since mm. we spoke last, there's been a new episode of Survivor. We'll talk about it. But we are going to do a, a seven-episode Tiger King deep dive today <laughs> as well. What else you got to do? Nothing. Exactly. Exactly. Nothing. And I just, real quick, I actually want to give a shout-out um, to a good friend of the pod who reached out to me on Instagram. Uh where did she go? <laughs> uh, Meg Foss. Meg Foss said she she said that she's a Hey Julie stan and we're helping her maintain her sanity. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Listen to this. When you think about going outside, but you don't. We're here for you. We're here for you. We're also going so, a little bit crazy. I'm yeah. in a mood. <laughs> oh, <Uh-oh. laughs> lots of rants coming up. All right. So Which, where shall let's we start? jump into it. Let's start with Survivor. All right. Survivor. No intro again. How weird would it be in like four weeks if they're like, all right, now we have opening credits for this season of Survivor. <laughs> Listen, we've seen the opening of Survivor 8 million times. We don't need to see it. I don't want to see it. Just give me the meat. And my spirit animal, Sandra, on Loser Island. <laughs> this was... this. Talk a season of big moves. Denise, Ison, mm. Sandra, Rob voted out. Parv voted out. Ethan voted out. Yule voted out. Spoilers. The ballerist move of this season has been Sandra yes. getting to shit island and being like, you know what? Call Cafe Pacific. <laughs> Call American Airlines. Call Delta. Get me on a plane. I am out. I love it. I absolutely respected it so much. I And I loved that she was like, all right, tell me, how do we get food? How do we get the rice? And they told her like, oh, well, we have to go up a mountain. She's like, no, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not taking a, a, a deep, deeply, uh, <laughs> Uh, steep climb to get rice. I'm out of here. almost died. <laughs> she, no, I was, I love it. I respect it. I think we both relate to it. Oh yeah. She oh, threw yeah. in the towel. What is she? What? I I love it. Yeah. I, I've never um, just felt more personally just in tune with a person uh, than when Sandra was just like, <laughs> I got to walk up a hill to get a half cup of rice. <laughs> Fuck this shit. I'm out. <laughs> I just want to say this episode, and as you all know, I'm watching season one on Amazon Prime as well of Survivor. Edge of Extinction is literally just Survivor season one. It's like shitty challenges. They're all actually really hungry. <laughs> and they're trapped. They're miserable. Like season one, they're so unhappy all of the time because they are genuinely starving and have no shelter. So, oh, yeah. That's what Edge of Extinction and the and the the comps are shitty. The comps are like stand on this board. <laughs> <laughs> it's so that or just like exhaust yourself. Like the one of the comps in season one is literally hold your breath under water. Like <laughs> <laughs> so amazing. So that's what and that's what um, Edge of Extinction is like this season. 
which we'll get a little bit back to the competition, but I just wanted to say, I wrote down, Wendell, you're a flop to your ex. Wendell is a flop. I, he is. This is, this is a weird, this was a weird episode because it was like, I guess the strategy this season is like, just keep, just keep, keep all the asshole losers around all the time <laughs> and then the second anyone sort of displays any sort of semblance of like actually strategizing actually trying to move things ahead vote them out i mean i get it but i don't know there's gonna be a lot of like it's gonna be like wendell and a bunch of other like asshole I'm losers curious. At the end. and if anyone's listening watched his season let like just tweeted us but was he the villain of his season or the hero because he is such a villain. Any woman who's ever dated a shitty person <laughs> who like did not take the breakup well can relate to Michelle. And Michelle's weird. I like obviously I'm team Michelle versus him and Michelle, but she's kind of she's weird. She can put up with a lot of shit. That's like her superpower. Yeah, I'm. I mean, to be honest, I'm like just not enjoying being around Wendell and like being around the weird drama of that tribe. I mean, yeah. there's nobody really left on that tribe now anyways. And Nick is a bit of just like weird, weird flavored toast. And he's uh, like the good boy version of Adam. Adam's like fun and slick. And Nick is, I don't know, is Nick Southern? I mean, I Nick's so. cute. I got to give it. He is very cute. I mean, Sele is the hottest tribe. Yes. Um, I just want to, okay, let's go back to Edge of Extinction just for a second. Yeah, I have some thoughts. Okay, good. <laughs> I think I know what we're going to talk about here. <laughs> Ethan is sitting with Parv. Yeah. And he's he's concerned. He has some very legit concerns. He's a cancer survivor and he's... Health concerns. Um, yeah, he's hungry. <laughs> and, and Dr. Parv says to him, fasting is good for the body. I mean, he he was like, I I literally don't know what will happen to my body the more I keep doing this. This is not, this is not like something that's been measured by science. Is right. former cancer patients living on shit island, starving themselves <laughs> and climbing up a mountain. That only the only person in her right mind was like, screw this, get me to a Hilton. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Book me at the Double Tree Inn. I want those free cookies. A fun check-in. And Parv is like, well, fasting could like I, she was trying just to, you know, when you do the thing where someone's like complaining and then you try to like spin the bright side on Look it on the and, you side, fuck, yeah. and they're like, fucking, don't tell me that it's okay. <laughs> I just want you to listen. Yeah, as a man, I'm guilty for, of doing that too. I know you are. I'm, You're a woman. I'm, it's all right. <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm, and I'm very optimistic anyway. And I oh, try to be yeah, a problem yeah. solver. But so, but I get it. I've been on the other side where I'm like, I just want to whine. I just oh, want to yeah. complain. Please. I, I've been on this. I've been on the male side of, I've been on the Ethan side of it too. As I don't know. I feel like a guy, like when you're in a relationship, you're always like trying to f don't fix something. Just <laughs> listen. <laughs> we can't help it wouldn't you be happy if it was fixed wouldn't you be so much happier I'm sure Ethan would be happier if his cancer was fixed <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that she I mean I was laughing so hard at her saying fasting is actually really good for the body is it doctor is it 
I don't think it is. What is it? Feed a flu, starve a cold, or is it the reverse? Do you ever heard that one? Feed a fever, starve a cold. Yeah. But what's the one with cancer? Do we have that one? Is that part of no. the old wives tale? Have cancer, survive it, and then become survivor. Feed a fever, starve a cold. Celebrate cancer. <laughs> I mean, Don't celebrate it. Never mind. I told you no. I'm in a mood today. Yeah. So poor Ethan. He's he's struggling, and I mean, uh, of course he is. Get this guy. He's worried about some very legitimate stuff. Get him to the 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 double tree in. Yeah. In like Thailand or where are they? Do we know where they are this season? I don't recall. Have they just abandoned going to different locales? Fiji, I think so. Australia, whatever. And have they just said, you know, we're just going to buy like three small islands and this is just where Survivor is played now. I mean, that would be smart for them insurance wise, cost wise. That's oh, what yeah. they, I mean, don't tell me that Mike, what's his name, doesn't have a shit ton of money and couldn't afford it. Mark Burnett. The, Mark Burnett. And Mark Burnett, release the tapes. We know you have tapes of The Apprentice, of for, President 45 using horrible terms and probably harassing women. Release the tapes. Why are you protecting him, Mark Burnett? Release the Burnett cut. <laughs> so, I mean, the other thing that happened on Loser Island, as you call it, is they have this competition to find all these tokens. And then uh, Rob is beast. I just want to shout him He's out. He's also in this segment, Tyson calls him, quote, a portly chap. <laughs> just want to call that one out again i must raise my objections to the extreme close-ups they use on only tyson only tyson do we see in glorious like you know how quentin tarantino's trailers always say now in glorious 35 millimeter film oh yeah it's like whenever tyson's on camera it's like in glorious Poor defining HD. It's just like so close up. Yeah, we're getting to the point in the season where nobody's hot and everybody's looking emaciated. Even yeah. even Portly Rob is like, I was like, <laughs> man, if he's Portly, then man, look, looking good. He might be Portly, but he still knows how to find those little wraps in the trees. <laughs> he found yeah, them pr- all. <laughs> pretty easy. Pretty easy. Uh, uh, challenge this week on, on Crap Island. <laughs> Again, that's what I'm saying. These are like the challenges season one where they just <laughs> ran out of ideas. They were like, shit, we have to do another challenge. Uh, we'll just uh, put let's four just... things on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> four little burlap please pieces of cloth. And then this is where we got um, an extended bit about how you hide the burlap in your little panties. Again, the motif the theme <laughs> of sticking things against your genitals right here on Survivor on CBS, America's most watched network, folks. <laughs> exactly. So Rob won that. Great. We still don't really know what that means. Then back on on Winter Island. Rob's coming back. Yeah. I think they felt that back. girl Natalie was like really killing it fire token wise. And then they were like, yo, Rob, <laughs> we don't have any more celebs on this game. Uh, yeah, just 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 run ahead, and they're just like just literally sitting. There, on, yeah. They're uh, white, and they're sitting on top of dark 
rocks. Just just go yeah. find them. We need we need not Natalie to, to to get back there. Yeah, we need someone with some personality. Hey, yeah, you. Speaking of personality, <laughs> we go to the Depaul tribe with Crazy Tony and his antics. He can't give away these televisions for cheaper because they're already so cheap. Yeah, I think I blacked anything with him out. I don't remember. There was a whole segment episode. with like everyone being suspicious of him, and then I just wrote, this tribe is boring. Yeah. Uh, the interesting part to me was like how they totally gaslit Adam on the other tribes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so everyone... Oh, yeah. The other tribe, Yara, there's some... this. Uh, yeah, there's this drama with who's got the idol or whatever, and it's clearly Sophie. And yeah. Adam just doesn't... He's like, I know it's the other two. I don't... I don't know. I'm getting a little... But they're all just like, we just want to stop talking about it. <laughs> Which is like... <laughs> no. What else are you going to talk about? You're on Survivor, and it's a whole part of the show. Also, like... Well, I got it. What are you going to do? Vote me out? You can't. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I guess you want to save it for, like, the end of the game. Yeah. But, like, whatever. When you're winning these comps, doesn't matter. No. You're just a winner, and you're you're looking at your next dinner. <laughs> Speaking of dinner, you were opening up this episode, and you're like, man, I've had a rough day. I don't know if I could hear the word saucer 25 times in this next hour. And unfortunately, <laughs> Mark Burnett and co, they have a they have a challenge for you, which involves the word saucer just so many times. And it was, it was bothering me. Did it? I didn't. That I also blocked out. <laughs> so they had to carry this saucer of water back and forth. I don't know. It was it was. Oh, all right. Yeah. Yeah, it was a huge saucer full of water. Yeah, and it was a bit of a slow and steady wins the race sort of thing. Yara wins, right. call wins. Wendell shades probes again and loses the fucking thing. Yeah, he he is the villain of the season. That just cemented it. Probes went back to the editing bay and he was like, get me every piece of footage of Wendell being shitty and boot it up for next episode, baby. So... They go back to the camp and they're like, Wendell, obviously, nobody likes him here. And he's like lost a bunch of challenges for us in a row. <laughs> and Nick, too. Nick, they keep assigning Nick to the puzzles. Don't right. know why. Uh, hasn't quite worked. No. And so they, yeah. So Michelle and Wendell have this weird fight where I don't really understand. It. Like, I don't understand how they went from being this annoyed at each other and then him being shitty at tribal council to him staying. I think it's the devil, you know, and I also think it's just like, they see that Yule is probably a, I think the thing that's been going on the last five weeks on this show is just people recognizing the players who would probably win the game. They doing the opposite of what happens in Bro big brother where it's like, Hey, it's week three. We should probably vote out Vanessa or we should probably vote out Paul. We should probably vote right. out this person who's really good at the comps, really good at the social stuff. Like those people always make it to the end of Big Brother. Fine. Good. Good for them. But on this season of Survivor, I think the the riffraff are noticing like who the big guns are and just voting them out immediately. Yeah. And Yule was a big gun. Like 
It's just too yeah. bad because this episode when he was starting to talk about like strategy of the coins. Yeah. I thought to myself, it's interesting. Like, I didn't realize I was missing this. Someone who can think of strategy in an intelligent way that's different and isn't just winning comps and being charming, you know? So it seems uh, like the more you're a stupid asshole on this season of Big of Survivor, <laughs> the further you're gonna go. Yeah. And so, hey, that's fair. That's totally fair. But a lot, you know, pour one out for you all. I liked him. I wanted to see more of his strategy. Me too. Me too. So, so but anyway, yeah. So at, at Tribal Council, um, Wendell's shitty again to Michelle. Yeah. To her face in front of Jeff Probst, no less. Oh, and yeah. in front of all of America, she takes it and then she goes and votes out y'all. Weird. It is weird. Weird. Um, and I think part of it too is like Yule was trying to get like fire tokens. Like he's like, oh, not only are we going to vote out Wendell, but like we're going to like con him out of tokens and stuff. And like that sort of next level 3D chess just scared the other players. And they're like, yeah, stop, try, stop trying so hard. I think if Wendell was just like chill about it, he could have gotten his way. Yeah, probably. Well, he did sort of. Yeah, 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 you're right. Um, I have a weird question. Something that bothered me. Wow, I have something that bothered me. So you go, go first. for it. No, you go for it. Okay, here's what bothered me. Are they not allowed to have sunglasses on the island? Because it's so sunny and they're always squinting, and yet mm. there's no sunglasses. So are they just not allowed to have them? Oh, that'd be my personal item. I'm not taking a Bible. I'm not taking, you know, anything. That I don't must, know. yeah, it must be so bothersome. Not. I mean, I have very light eyes, so I, you know, I they want to see. I get that they want to see if people are being shiftier. They want to see people's emotions in their eyes, but like, that's really annoying. <laughs> well, I think because you'd wear, you'd probably wear the sunglasses all of GD time, and they don't want to like not see people's eyes, right? As a well, producer, just wanted to throw that out. Can I? Can I do my much stupider thing that I noticed? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so every time they come out from commercial. Or something like that. They have this weird S uh, like sound effect of just some guy being like, I'm gonna get up in a mob. I just noticed it. And I'm like, what what is this? Is this race is this like racist? Is this like not is, is this like some language from some island culture or whatever? I just I felt a little bit weird about it and it was just Oh yeah. And that's one thing that has not changed since season one. They do that big time on season one too. It's like they they'll just like cut to an idol or cut to that weird skeleton looking fortress thing above Jeff. All right. And then it just goes. <laughs> <laughs> Just things I noticed. Things I noticed. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm glad you bring that up to our attention. Just um, we'll keep an eye on that. Yeah. So I texted you this week. I said, I think Survivor's very good. And <laughs> that's because it was like right after Sandra left. And I was like, I love this. I'm still feeling pretty good about it. Excited for next episode. Still making my way through season one as well. I need new people to root for. I'm just, I, I don't really know who to, I, I really like Yule a lot. He was like my favorite of the people on the show. Um, yeah. I, I'm just finding it. Maybe it's just because it was just like sort of demoralizing to see someone you like get voted out over someone who you're just not really rooting for and Wendell. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. I mean, 
They should merge up these tribes, yo. I'm I'm done with these little three. Like, I know. There's I'm like 20 people the, in each tribe. Do just, the merge. Just, just get it over with. Who are you rooting for if you had to pick gun to your head? Um, I, I, I like Sophie. Okay. Um, she's, she's interesting. Um, I like Adam, the, the sneaky I millennium. Like Adam. He's, he's to millennial. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I feel about Ben. I think I, I think I like him. He's, right. the, he's like the tall cowboy guy who's not Tyson. Um, we'll, we'll see. Um, I don't know. I think a lot of the people are kind of boring <laughs> or jerks. The rest of the people we'll see. I, I'm sure some personalities will, will come out of the rest of uh, the second half of the season. Well, before we move on from Survivor, I wanted to answer some of the questions we got about Survivor on Twitter. Yes. So from at Jill Jam Joom, mm-hmm. one, do you have any speculation who is going to come back from Extinction Island? Rob, we both think Rob, right? Rob. Yeah, no, like they are literally going to dangle. They're gonna just going to like, they're going to have some new sort of s- surprise where it's like people whose names are Rob uh, get a free jar of peanut butter and a freshly cooked chicken before yeah. all before all competitions now or whatever like it's gonna be rob uh two thoughts on sandra's decision to leave we stand baller <laughs> and three did you watch tyson's parody video from a while ago so i believe jill jam james sent us this video and i haven't watched it all the way through but it's a it's called the star wars that i used to know video and it's a parody of Gautier. Do you remember Gautier? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Gautier was a thing. Well, this video has 31 million views. And I, it's, it, it's about Star Wars and it's a parody of somebody I used to know. Yeah, and it's um it looks like it's Tyson starring in it and it's um I mean, it looks like it's really well done and has 31 million views. So listen, all I can say is I'm jealous. Give me those views. (laughs) Like and subscribe, y'all. Yeah. Um, Ooh. Now, this is a great question from at It's Wessums. And I believe this is about Tiger King. Our next topic. Yeah. Carol seems cool and calculated and manipulative. All important characteristics for a great Big Brother player. How will she do when she gets cast on Celebrity Big Brother 3? Now that, I would love. Uh, if, if Spoilers. Some, if another character, maybe we'll save the spoilers for a little bit later. But, I mean, it's kind of quite clear, like, what happens to the main character of Tiger King from, like, the opening of the, the show. But a character who ends up incarcerated would probably be the best person on celebrity big brother. Yeah. Um, Carol would be voted out quite instantly. Carol <laughs> is a sociopath. So are we done with survivor? I disagree. We got to talk about this. Yeah. Swept? Wait, 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 we have a okay. couple more survivor okay. questions. Okay. okay. So I just wanted to say, um, from at Emster rocks, did Danny finish season one? Is she going to watch more Survivor seasons? I haven't watched. I haven't finished season one yet. I'm on like episode eleven, um, and I think I I might I might watch Outback just because I want to see Elizabeth uh, Elizabeth what's her face before she joined the View. Um, so Hasselbeck. maybe Hasselbeck, yes. And then 
from Matt May 81, the commentary on season one to me, that was the best part of the episode. And let's not forget that season one contestant, Colleen Haskell, went on to stardom in the 2001 Rob Schneider classic, The Animal, LOL. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I didn't forget that. And I actually went because Colleen really is so cute. And her body gets so completely destroyed by being on this show. I went and watched her on a couple talk shows because I was, because she really did like, make a go of it in Hollywood after. And now you can't find her online. She has disappeared. Oh yeah. She has no social presence whatsoever. Good for her. I know. Very impressive. But I went and watched her and she, you know, she's on Craig Gilborn. Remember that show? She's oh, on yeah. that with Ben Affleck as the second guest. And it's just, and she's the crazy. first guest. No, no. She must've been the second guest and he was the first guest. But still, <laughs> <laughs> we got Academy Award winner Ben Affleck coming up. Talking about and his six new movie. Voted Geely. Geely. <laughs> and six voted off Survivor, Colleen Haskell. But yeah, she was adorable. Um, thoughts on whether All Stars Survivor would do better or worse on Big Brother? So if the all if they if these people were all in the Big Brother house playing Big Brother. What? If 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 the cast of this season's Big Brother, I mean, of this season's Survivor was on Big Brother, how would they do? Um, similar, because I think I think it's clear that there is a like star killer mentality amongst the the Gen Pop. I think people are truly out for the blood of Rob, of Parv, um, of the really strong players, and to bring it back to Survivor season one, there's snakes and there's rats. I so think true. this is like a rat season. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's time for the rats to shine, to thrive. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's what it seems like to me. We'll see. We're, you know, we're not even at the merge yet, but I think that mentality with this cast would apply to whatever game they're playing. If they're playing, you know, the weakest yeah. link. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. Remember that? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you know there was a show? There was a show. It was called like The Drop or something where it was the exact same idea. But if you got the question wrong, you would drop through a hole <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> Why not? Have you seen The Wall? No. This is LeBron James's show that he produces. Okay. I think it's on it's on the NBC or ABC or whatever. And I, I think Chris Hardwick hosts it. And it's so it's you know it's a little bit off. Something's wrong right. here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something's <laughs> off here. So I have not. It's so Plinko, we know Plinko. Sure, sure. So it's Plinko, but it's a thousand feet tall. Not a thousand <laughs> feet tall. It's two hundred feet tall. And it's like that's sort of like who wants to be a millionaire? The weakest link, sort of like steel and plexiglass and lights, sort of set. Yeah. And the the rules of this game are indecipherable, <laughs> even though it's plinko. It's like they're just dropping like beach balls down a little plinko board or whatever, and it falls in a hole, and you get money. But there's questions. You have a partner. 
in it, it's like usually like a couple, like a, a husband and a wife or something like that. And then one of them has to go in a different room and they can't hear the questions and you get more balls if you answer questions right. And then the person in the other room, they you have to guess if they're going to get the answer right. And it's just go to the Wikipedia page and try to read the rules. Yeah, I want to. Is, it is it is incomprehensible. I it's love great. that's my favorite kind of show. And I really and Chris I'm Hardwick shocked I haven't seen this. It, so it's like weird. He's like he's got a bit of that weird Jimmy Fallon vibe where it's like he's really positive, but something dark is lurking underneath. Yeah, like what is he hiding? Oh yeah. Oh, we know. It's been in the news. Oh, we know. Yeah. <laughs> when was this show filmed? It's like I, I like as recently as a year ago. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, final survivor question. From Matt Slither Ryan, what would you rather do? Send a fire token on peanut butter, offer a fire token as an olive branch, or hoard all the fire tokens? Hoard. I would hoard too. The yo, the fire tokens are not for peanut butter. No. Sorry. That yeah. I mean, maybe you're, it's different when you're there and you're starving, but there's no way. There's just no way. Every single person who says these probably are going to make a lot more sense in like the end game of the show. Like all those people are a hundred percent. Right. And like, you know, if Tyson wants to have a little bit more pep in his step, a little bit more protein, the morning of the final comp at shit Island. Good for him. But like, what if, um, what if they end up like being not that consequential to the game? Like if it's like, and the person with the most fire tokens, We'll get to have a luxury dinner with Jeff. And <laughs> like, Applebee's. <laughs> and all the fixins. And all the fixins. Spinach. Onions. <laughs> bell peppers. Sizzling fajitas. And that's right. An espresso teeny to wash it all down. <laughs> Who's thirsty? <laughs> So good. So. All right. Now we can get into something very different. Oh, yes. So if you've been living under a rock, you haven't had anything else to do this week. Watch Tiger yeah. King. We're going to spoil it. I don't care. Yeah, we watched, we both watched all of it. it. There was a thought earlier in the week where it's like, oh, let's maybe just do like the first three or four episodes and then we'll do the other one. I just, listen, I didn't have much to do this week. So. Right. In my personal life. So. I watched all of it. Lots of thoughts. Um, I didn't write anything down. I don't think we should go like episode by episode. but No, just broad strokes. This is a Netflix series. It's number one in America. So chances are you've heard of it already. And it's about a man named Joe Exotic and his, what would we call this? A zoo? We bought a zoo. We sold a zoo. We <laughs> stole a zoo. We got a zoo raided by the FBI. He buys and breeds and sells big cats, meaning tigers, lions, ligers. He's got some bears. Leopards. It's, I mean, I, I think it's ostensibly like a bit of like a triptych as well. Like you have these three main characters. You have yes. Joe Exotic. You have. Carol Baskins. Carol Baskin, who lives in Tampa, <laughs> Florida. Joe Exotic is in Oklahoma. And then you have Bhagavan Antel. <laughs> AKA Doc Antle, who is this hair, this 
I, we got to talk about him. He runs this like he runs like the Apple store of exploitive tiger zoos in the continental Ow. U.S. And he's out of South Carolina, I believe. And it's just about these three people and about the community of psychopaths who own uh, like more tigers. And they say it in the first episode. And it's one of the things they say as the, the show's wrapping up that there are more tigers in captivity in America than there are wild tigers in the world. And it's because America's number one, number one in coronavirus, <laughs> number one in, in captive tigers being tortured. We got all these tigers in cages for some fucking reason. We have them here. We don't have laws about anything, but if you have two brain cells and a pickup truck, you can own as many fucking tigers as you want here. And this is what this documentary is about. It's so weird because these people, they interview these people and they have this passion for wild animals. Like not only the three main characters who claim and, you know, obviously for them, it's more about financial gain because they they all have a way of making money from these big animals. But the people who work for these three they are all, or the people who've dealt with them, they're all like, I did it for the animals because I wanted to touch that cat or whatever. Like, they all have this passion that I didn't realize existed. Well, that's the interesting thing here, too, is like, as they sort of explain how each of these three main characters' business operate, they're all exactly the same. They lure in young people who will work for literally nothing or for, next to nothing. Yeah. yeah. These people get paid a hundred dollars a week or i think in carol's case nothing they're all volunteers and right. it's like this sort of sea org scientology-esque like promotion structure of like if you've worked here for three years then i can address you like i can look you can look me in the eyes and i can talk to you and, <laughs> yeah. and then you get a blue shirt but that's a royal blue shirt not a navy blue shirt and then after four years you can trade you know, like and it's insane how they just lure in mostly young people. In the case of Joe and Doc Antle, lure them in with sex and love, love drugs. Drugs for sure. Yeah, they have an interview. So Doc Antle had like a, he has a harem of women of like scantily clad women. That's part of the appeal of also visiting these the cat uh, not rescue. That's not the word, but whatever the zoo. It's the zoo, yeah. And it's like these hot, scantily clad women, and they're all his wives, and they all have their own house on his property. It's a compound. It's freaky. His son at one point talks about it and is like, yep, my dad just, uh, he's the king of the castle. <laughs> like, Can you imagine Doc Antle being your dad? I mean, I'm sure many people are, many people have Doc Antle as their dad. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have to imagine. It's so freaky. So we have these three people. This guy, Doc Antle, is not really part of the story. He's just like, he's just this, he's just this guy in the community. Oh. But the real story is about Joe and Carol. Carol runs, she runs a zoo that she sort of claims is like a rescue and she doesn't breed the animals and she doesn't like sell pictures and stuff of them. But she kind of right. does though. I mean, she sells tickets to come into the zoo, right? So, but it's all a matter of branding, really. It's, well, it's gross. Like, Joe Exotic breeds the puppies. By puppies, I mean kitties. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
and does so for the express purpose of having adorable little cubs that people that are genteel and small and fluffy and adorable so that people can go and take pictures. And that's where the money is, right? It's like kitties are cuter than cats. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of clear across all their businesses that like people will pay hundreds of dollars to a piece to come in and get a picture taken with a, I mean, a baby tiger, but like, they'll pay five dollars to like look at a adult tiger in a cage and that's the economics of it right and beyonce went to doc Antles. can i tell you about a person who i've been following on instagram for a number of years yes please i've been following a not a person you know what chimpanzees are people I've been following this chimpanzee. <laughs> I've been following this chimpanzee on Instagram for like years, and I love this chimpanzee. And I just like I'm I, I'm just very invested in this chimpanzee's life. I watch him like put on shorts, go skateboarding, <laughs> get his teeth brushed, celebrate his birthday. Uh huh. He's the chimpanzee of the murdering Cuban guy. <laughs> Oh my god, the drug lord! The drug lord from Cuba, who's like, I'm gonna open it. I bought a zoo. I well, that's what's crazy. Like as I chat with some of my friends, and we're all like, everyone's talking. Oh, have you seen seen Tiger King? A couple of them have been like, Oh, I didn't realize I was following animals from Doc Antles or from Joe Exotics. Like, oh, that's who's behind these adorable Instagrams. Is these freaks? Yeah, I know because on Instagram, like, so I follow this 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 chimpanzee named Limbani, <laughs> and it's like, and his his handle is like Limbani ZWF or whatever. I think that's like the acronym of the zoo or whatever. And it's yeah. like, and you click on it, and it seems like a legit thing. Like, you know, you only have so many characters in the bio. You just write like, we care about animals, uh, uh whatever sort of classified nonprofit. And I'm like, nonprofit. Right. Sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah, sure. I will not do any more digging on this. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like, I mean, in this one video, it sounds like this chimpanzee is like living a fine life or whatever. Right. Putting on his shorts. <laughs> Putting on his shorts, blowing out candles, <laughs> eating cupcakes. Sounds like quarantine. Hashtag quarantine life. <laughs> yeah. They are. And it was the perfect series to come out during quarantine because we are the tigers. And oh. so basically what... The hatred and the rivalry between Carol Baskin and Joe Exotic reaches such a point that he uh, allegedly attempts to hire a murderer. To he was kill found her. guilty in a federal court. Like, yeah, so I don't have to say allegedly. He did that. He did. He did. But along the way, there are all these other characters that he teamed up with to try to do it, and they ratted him out, and that's why he and that's why he went to prison. In the story of the psychopathic zoo owner who is seen in one of the later episodes, like literally firing a gun right next to a tiger's head to like get the tiger to stop fucking chewing his leg off. Right. And it was like uh. horrible. Like he walks with a limp. Like I, I guess, I guess he, I'm guessing he walks with a limp and has a knee, has like a knee brace on most of the time because he was attacked yeah. by a tiger. I don't think he like <laughs> slipped at the roller rink or anything. <laughs> so he walks with this like cane and this thing and like he's he's going doing his things he's obsessed with like with like media he's obsessed with social media and he's like always having people around him filming him because he's he's you know he's the star of his own show and there's a scene where one of the tigers is just like 
I want to eat you now. <laughs> and he starts bashing the tiger on the head with his cane. And then he pulls it and he always wears a gun, like holstered to his leg. He pulls out the gun and basically fires it next to his head. Not at the, not at the tiger, but right next to him to scare him the fuck off. And yeah. it is horrible. They, uh, they do a pretty good job of not showing you much animal harm. Um, it's, it's there. Certain, it's yeah, there. it's there. It's, but what it's I'm trying sad. to say is, who who do you think is the worst character? And like, who do you think is the most evil character in this? The most evil character is Joe Exotic. But he is he also the one you're rooting for most as well? No, not at all. Because here's what got to me: Joe Exotic runs for president at a certain point, and everyone laughs, and everyone says, "Look at this kooky character running for president!" Ha ha. Let's let's you know what? Let's give him air time. Let's interview him and let's talk about him on uh, last week tonight and let's give him a platform. He's just a joke. He's not going to hurt anyone. Hmm. Where have I heard that before? It was just like he. No, he, it is you actually as a evil. American citizen are coming in here and telling me how to govern my own country. <laughs> I just think everyone wants to believe like, oh, it's just lighthearted and it's just like, he's so goofy and such a character and he's got like hilarious outfits and that mullet. So we want to think it's all just a joke, but it's not a joke. He actually did try to hire someone to murder that woman. He definitely got his little concubines addicted to drugs. He was abusive towards animals, which if there's anything I know from watching the Sopranos, it's that a true sociopath is evil to animals. This is true. And so and so that means he's evil. So no, I don't think he's an underdog. I think he's pure trash. Yes, it was entertaining to watch, but I'm glad he's locked away. I wouldn't be sad if the other two got locked away, but I think of the three, he's the worst. I agree with you. <laughs> but I, some, I, he was just, he was just a charming I mean, he's not. He's like gross and disgusting. But, but that's like, the thing. That's why he got away with why everything. He got away. Is everyone's like, oh, he's so charming. Why did I fucking loathe Carol though? She's well, true. Mon she's like a monster in her own way. And as we find out, there is compelling evidence that she murdered her husband in like the like late nineties, and he was like a millionaire many times over, and basically did all this this weird legal stuff to like right before he died and then the immediate aftermath of his death or not death disappearance disappearance claim all of his you know claim all of her you know claim power of attorney claim put everything that he owned in her name and then once the sort of legal waiting period of someone like disappearing is over you can just like get them certified dead and then it's like all yours here's my take on that he had it coming oh <laughs> i don't care if she did kill him and feed him to the tigers you know what she earned that money honey he sounded like an abusive piece of shit and i don't care i'm not shedding one tear for that man <laughs> I'm, tr I'm trying I think to she investigate. Sucks too. I'm not like Team Carol. She clearly is a monster. She, you know who she reminded me of? Mm. And I hate to be the type of person who like relates everything back to Harry Potter, but she reminded me of that one teacher in Harry Potter who dresses in all pink 
and it says everything so pleasantly, but secretly is truly the most evil conniving bitch. That's what Carol reminded me of. There was something different. There was some, yeah, I, I agree with you there. There, like it was, a, it's a little bit more, I, I don't know how to explain it, but the, there was something more performative about Carol though. Where, she's so cool, calm, and collected. Yeah, where she's always like, she's always like flipping her eyes and being like, "Oh, it's so, oh, it's so funny that you would even say that." Like, "Oh, these guys are all trying to kill me." You know, like, I, I don't know. There's something I don't know how to describe it other than I've just there have been people in my life who I've met who like sort of behave like Carol, and I'm like, I just don't trust you as a person for like how calm you try to be and how you try to laugh off everything but you're like yeah i can see in your eyes you're like seething and ready to to kill someone right now yeah i like i i'm as i said i'm not team carol but i do i don't i think of the evils she's the third she's the lowest evil of these three number one is joe number two is doc number three is carol what about mr las vegas joe low jeff low Oh, Jeff Lowe, excuse me. Hey, Jeff. Um, hey, Jeff. Uh, he was also a creep, and I was disgusted by him. And I, I just felt I just felt bad for a lot of the ladies in this movie. He literally oh, yeah. is sitting next to his extremely, like, ready-to-pop wife. And I guess they have an open marriage, but still, he's like, we're going to need a nanny, and you're going to have to get your ass back to the gym as soon as that kid comes out and make sure the nanny's hot. It's just, like, so sad. Yeah. I, I mean, there's something to be said that he might be actually the worst person in the, in the show, but also he like hasn't owned a zoo for years and like just probably killed a bunch of animals, but now he owns a zoo. We bought a zoo and something about him was like really something about how quiet he generally was, was like really scary. Unnerving. Yeah. Yeah. Putting to me. Cause like Joe is this ball of of energy and he's wearing a sequined jacket he's like a ripped tailor but he owns a zoo and he's got a gun yeah and, and he makes music videos and he's like oh, fab yeah yeah, yeah. Totally. and jeff Lowe is like really quiet and he's wearing like these really horrible like mma shirts <laughs> with like lots of like ornate crosses and, and things like and he's just wearing these like he's wearing he's he's just he's dressed up like he's like in his 50s has no hair but he's like holding on to the back of it and he wears yeah. a bandana with a hat on top of it which is a luke and like luke. you know those jeans that have like lots of patterns and stuff embroidered into them that like a 21 year old like chav in europe would wear to like yeah. go out to the club it's just like what are you, what are you doing and there's a lot to talk of him just like having these orgies at vegas and stuff with all the, uh, he's, just, he's just he's just gross he is single-handedly undoing the work that the husband character in aaron brockovich did to make that look hot mm. do you remember no i don't <laughs> i don't i don't remember <laughs> Well, and Aaron Brockovich, her neighbor, um, played by the same guy who plays Harvey Dent, Two Face, and Christopher Nolan's uh, Batman Aaron series. Eckhart. Yes, Aaron Eckhart. 
He's like a biker dude and he's got that style, but he's kind hearted and watches the kids and mm. makes burgers. This Jeff Lowe does none of that. So he just really ruined that look. There could have been another full episode. There was just like a brief mention of it where he's like, uh, then I had this idea where I just buy a bus and uh, in <laughs> Vegas and put a bunch of tigers on the bus and we would just drive drunk people up and down the strip from casino to casino. And uh, that yeah. wasn't a really good idea. Didn't end out. Didn't end well. We didn't, we didn't hear anything else about it. That <laughs> could have been its own, like two hour thing. I'm like, wait, it didn't work. So you got you got people who were partying in Vegas to go on this bus with like a fucking tiger. Like, I I've been on a party bus, been on a few party buses. Not a not a place. Barely a place to like stand and maintain a conversation and like you know sip on a sip on a beer or whatever. I don't understand how these people felt safe doing any of it. Even a baby tiger, I'd be scared would claw my face off. Oh, totally. No, I. They were so cute. They were so cute. <laughs> I felt so bad for them. They were so cute. So cute. And I'm li- I'm there watching with my dog, you know, and I'm they look like dogs. They're just so <laughs> cute. <laughs> but it was a wild ride from start to finish and it really was very rarely are these series on netflix or hulu or whatever when that everyone's talking about usually they peter off usually they start to suck or they have a message that actually isn't that interesting but this one was just a rollicking ride start to finish five stars yeah it was it was great i really i really enjoyed watching it i was you know I mean, every episode, there's seven episodes, every episode, you're like, what the fuck is going on? There's like some new, there's some new layer to the onion and you're like, what? This is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's just horrible people who live in our country. So I, yeah. So we had just, um, I think one or two questions about Tiger King and it was from at Matthew Reimer. Who would you cast for each role in the Tiger King movie? I was thinking great about question. Great question. Um, so are they doing already, one? Cause I think yeah, like, they're doing one for Hulu. So Kate McKinnon is cast as Carol Baskins. Perfect. In the Hulu one. Yeah, I think it's good, but I'm also sort of, I'm thinking of more of a dark film as opposed to a comedic take because this one was already so funny. So, you know who would be a good Carol Baskin? Who? Lisa Kudrow. Ooh. Just slap some prosthetics on her. She, yeah, she'd kill it. She would kill it. And then um, David Spade as Joe Exotic. Okay. <laughs> Obviously. And then who is playing our Doc Antle? Now that's the real money. I've got, I've got selections for the main three characters. All right, go ahead. Well, I think. For Joe Exotic... Yeah. Paul Rudd. Yes. Great. Paul Interesting. Rudd. Interesting. I think he can do it. It's like a little bit of a wackadoo character for him because he's usually playing yeah. himself as like kind of just like this nice, charming guy. But like there was something mm-hmm. oddly attractive about mm-hmm. Joe Exotic. Yes. And I think he can I think he can channel that manic energy. I th- I think it would be good. And okay. my reprisal for my ideas for Carol and uh, Doc Antle is a reprisal of care of actors 
from the movie. What's it? oh shit? What was it called? The vacation? What's the movie? Oh damn it! Jack Black and Kate Winslet. Wow, from the holiday. The holiday. Wow. Jack now that's... Black. Get some long, get a long gray wing on him. And Kate Winslet can do anything. She's, she can do anything. She's great. I'm gonna say John C. Riley for Doc Antle. Oh, 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 <laughs> God. Uh, I can't get up. I can't move. Oh my God. That would be so good. I, That'd be good. John C. Riley could play really any p- character in there as well. And for Jeff Lowe, yeah. like John C. Riley could play Jeff Lowe. I was also thinking like the look of it isn't right, but like Will Ferrell would be good as Jeff Lowe too. Cause yeah, he's like, yeah, like totally. even though Jeff Lowe doesn't say anything, but he's just like, he is so ridiculous looking that if you just yeah. have Will Ferrell in those like tight, <laughs> tight jeans that are like $400 and they're the ugliest jeans you've ever seen in your life. And yes. just like the do rag bandana with the hat over it. I think that would be funny. I love it. John C. Riley would do it all though. I'm going to throw a smaller casting choice your way. Okay. But as the woman who had her arm bitten off by a tiger. Sure. I would cast none other than winner of BB20, Casey, let's go. Let's go. My tagline from the thing that I do. Let's go. I would cast her. I think Uh, she'd nail it. What about Sandra? Sandy. From Survivor. (laughs) I don't even remember what Sandra looks like. She looked like she she was past. She looked like she was the one who was throwing up deuces as she was like, I'm not on fucking Loser Island anymore. (laughs) Deuces. Oh, 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 Sandra. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yes, of course. You better apologize to the queen. I'm so sorry. I don't call her by her name. I call her by the queen in my mind. So I don't remember. I didn't remember. I don't see Sandra in Tiger. Sandra's too good for Tiger King. Sandra will do anything for a buck. (laughs) <laughs> she Other than stay on a fucking island, <laughs> she's already got two milli. Uh, yeah, she's peace, peace. All right, guys. Well, what a great, great time we had chatting about this. We hope you enjoyed. Thank you for all those questions and comments. Um, we, if you haven't watched Tiger King, please give it a whirl. Uh, we're going to be back next week talking about Survivor and probably something else from the pop culture zeitgeist. You have Ozark any ideas on what that three? is? No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that there are these ideas? shows that are just like <laughs> guy shows where it's like Ozark, Better Call Saul. There's all these shows uh, that like every woman I know is just like uh, hard no. And like my boyfriend <laughs> watches that or like my, yeah. my, my husband watches that. I my husband room. loves I Better just, Call Saul. I, oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Every Monday night he's like, oh. <laughs> I'm happy for Better Call Saul. I could not give a fuck about Ozark. <laughs> I tried to watch the first episode and I was just like, no. Um, I've begrudgingly watched like now two seasons plus two episodes. It's like not very good, but there's every time a season of Ozark comes on, there's like just literally nothing else going on. And Ozark yeah. season three has come at truly the perfect time. Kudos to Netflix Kudos. strategy marketing release team because I've Ozark season one. I like didn't even check out till like six or seven months after it came out season two. I very slowly got through. Wasn't excited about it. Season three 
man, you got me with that COVID mask on. I'm just, I'm just, I got, it. I'm, now, I got a bong full of. Listen, I'll watch Ozark, Ozark. straight to my dome. <laughs> I'll watch Ozark when you watch Little Fires Everywhere, baby. Hell no, <laughs> Linny, Linny for Carol Baskin. I think Linny's a flop. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my god! I yeah. thought it. I thought it for years. And can now, I tell you what consequences can I possibly face? I think Laura Linney is not that good an actress. Laura I'm Linney sure she's a is a lovely person. Is a lovely person. Back in the day when you and I did improv comedy <laughs> together, <laughs> uh, one of my teams we rehearsed at. Um, Someone who was on the team worked at Manhattan Theater Club, MTC, and Mm -hmm. we got to use their like rehearsal spaces at the like when they weren't being used by a production or whatever, because our friends was an employee there. And uh, I go to the lobby, just sitting, waiting for practice to start. I get there a little bit earlier than everyone else because I'm coming for something or whatever. I'm just sitting in the lobby who comes out of the bathroom introduces herself what laura linney hello how are you why did she introduce herself i don't know i was the only person sitting in this lobby she walks out she's like i think she yeah i I think she's like like high up she's like on the board there or something like that she comes out she's like hi how are you like you know it was so nice Wow, that's really nice. And it does make me feel a little bad about saying that she's not that good of an actress. But I really don't think she's just not my cup of tea. She's not my tempo. I understand that she definitely has a she has a very Juilliard style of acting Mm. that just to me always rings false. Mm. So I'm sorry, it does. does. Well, I mean, who else better who can better play this murderous tiger woman? Who says stuff that rings false, you tigers and you cool cats and kittens. <laughs> then Linny. You're right. You're right. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Okay. <laughs> you got me there. <laughs> well, everyone, thank you again for listening. Please add us. Hey, Julie. On Twitter. At Hey, Julie BB. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god we've been doing this for like six years <laughs> it'll catch um, on one day one day i'll remember what our twitter handle is i hate julie bb and you know just send us more racks send us more cues and questions we're happy to keep doing this we're happy you guys are still listening thank you and we'll see you next week bye jeff bye jeff <laughs>